The piece of music in this week's episode, which we hear in the background, is called Spirit of Java. It's a slow and grooving Sibiant piece, Sibiant being an electronic music genre, which is suitable for depictions of psychedelia and Burning Man scenarios. It uses a combination of flute sounds, a trap-influenced electronic beat, and epic percussion instruments to convey a sense of both spectacle and spiritualism. You're listening to How I Make Music, where behind-the-scenes musicians, composers tell their own stories. Every Wednesday, we break apart a song, a soundtrack, composition, and investigate the insights into how it was made. My name is John Bartman. I'm a music composer from South Africa, and this is How I Make Music. Welcome back to How I Make Music, episode 56, Spirit of Java. Before we get going, a quick reminder to regular listeners of the show, if you are a composer yourself or you know someone who writes soundtrack music for audio drama, TV, videos, perhaps we can get you to host your own episode of How I Make Music. The show is currently transitioning to include other voices, other composers. I would be thrilled to hear what you're up to and uh, to see if it's a suitable fit for the show. There's a link in the show notes. Follow that, it'll take you to a place where you can find out more about hosting your own episode of this podcast. Great, housekeeping out the way. We've got two questions for today regarding this track, Spirits of Java. The first one I've come up with is, how does this music convey spiritualism? And the second one is, how does it convey the sense of an outdoor festival or psychedelia? I wrote this piece as a way of channeling a few seemingly separate influences. On the one hand, I wanted to explore the power of woodwind instruments in conveying spiritualism. By using a trap-influenced beat, I offer a modern, modernized take on the well-established Sibiant genre, Sibiant being a combination of psi and ambient. Also included are clearly recognizable tropes from the genre, such as gamelan bells, jungle ambience, reversed samples, drone layers, and a comfortably slow tempo. So, let's break it down, starting with this flute sound, drenched in reverb and a nice long tap delay. Flute sounds have long been musical, musically related to depictions of spiritualism. For example, the Hindu god Krishna is often depicted with a flute, and these exotic flute sounds are a type of regional riff, so they place you in a certain part of the world very quickly and easily. You can use flute sounds to conjure up images of uh, Indian culture, Asian, Native American uh, mysticism. I use the second flute in this piece, which sounds like this. This part was recorded on a little blue flute, which was a gift my wife brought me when she got back from Bali. It looks beautiful, but it's probably more of an ornament than an instrument because a lot of pitch correction was required to get this part right. And I've drenched it in reverb to hide a lot of the uh, flutter. So 
that's method one for achieving a spiritual, quote-unquote spiritual sound, using flutes and woodwind instruments like this. Drone sounds are another great way to convey spiritualism or mysticism. In this piece I've used a harmonium sound. Harmonium is a sort of uh, air-pumped keyboard instrument originating in India. It sounds like this. So it's monotonous and it allows a lot of space for the rest of the song to breathe, or for you to breathe if you're meditating along to it. To double down on this effect, I added some strummed open string acoustic guitar strumming. And just to hammer the point home, we're in India, I uh, went with a sitar sound, a plucked sitar sound, very basic. three layers together sounded like this. This is a slow and gentle and meditative part that really anchors the rest of the piece. Some of the percussion in this piece resembles the devotional music of Hare Krishna. It's quite recognizable the way that Hare Krishna used finger symbols. I tried to emulate the sound of a typical Hare Krishna meeting and uh, it sounded a little like this. shaker to keep a nice steady rhythm. And lay it up a tambourine. Every so often there's a huge big cavernous gong sound, the type you'd hear in a temple. Also in the bag of tricks was some epic percussion tom rolls. I associate this with perhaps a big uh, vision quest around a fire or something and, um, you know, homemade skin drums being beaten in a rhythm. And one final percussion sound would be the use of this Javanese, uh, it sounds like a gamelan bell, give it a listen. This is the sound that actually sparked off this whole piece, the inspiration for it. Uh, I found it on my um, outboard synth, it's a patch called Javanese. It's the type of sound you might get in a guided meditation, just an anchoring, ongoing single tone uh, that I thought was particularly evocative of, uh, you know, the spiritual practice.
Cool. So some of those instruments are uh, the type that you might want when you're writing quote-unquote spiritual music. Let's move away from the instrument choice and into the actual arrangement of the piece. Now, the piece of music is over three minutes long, but in all that time we've got this simple harmonic progression which just repeats again and again in an eight-bar sequence. Without forward motion, we stay in the same place. Forward motion would be changing the harmony or modulating or, or progressing the piece somehow. But I wanted the opposite effect for this. I wanted the idea that the world around you is now stopping and it's time to go inwards and it's time to meditate. I believe that uh, introducing too much complexity or too much harmonic progression would take away from that intention. Furthermore, the tempo of the piece is synchronized with the tempo of sustainably slow breathing. I don't know if these decisions are conscious or unconscious, but when you write music, often the tempo of the piece has got something to do with uh, the pace of the human body, whether it's walking or your heartbeat or your breathing. Right, let's move on to another question. Um, how does this piece convey sort of this outdoor festival feeling or psychedelia? The backbone of outdoor festivals is electronic music, so I included a trap beat to go with all of the other world and experimental sounds. Here we go. Those hi-hat rushes are a giveaway for this uh, style of music. The title of the track also references uh, Jungle Island, the island of Java, and we've got some exotic instrumentation which all give us the sense that we're um, somewhere outdoors in a jungle or maybe a desert. But there were a few more tricks that went into creating the sense of being outdoors. Take a listen to this synthesizer part, it sounds a little bit like a bug flying past your head. Imitating the sounds of the natural world is one of the most easy ways to uh, convey the sense of outdoorness. Take a listen to this brief part. It sounds a little bit like a bird of prey screeching. Outdoor festivals became huge with the rise of um, the Citron scene in Goa in India in the 90s, British tourists mainly. And... Uh, one of the signature sounds was the rise of the use of LFOs to create a wah-wah-wah effect. Listen to how the acoustic guitars transition using a wah-wah-wah-wah LFO. That sound, yeah, takes me straight back and, you know, to these outdoor festivals that I used to go to. For me, it's a total giveaway. And that's about it for this week's episode of How I Make Music. We've looked at uh, how does this type of music convey a sense of spiritualism using flutes, drone strings, Hare Krishna symbols, and a meditative tempo. And also how it conveys a sense of outdoor festival psychedelia using uh, nature-inspired sounds and um, effects which were common at the time of outdoor festivals.
As always, we'll listen to the full track in just a minute. But before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. Catch new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else. You can download the track from this episode, Spirit of Java, from the music page on my website, johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. I encourage you to use it in your own podcast or video production. Find links to me on Twitter and YouTube in the show notes. I love hearing from you, so search How I Make Music on YouTube and leave your comments on the show. And a final note to you, you composers or uh, composer friends of yours, if you're writing soundtrack music and you'd like to host an episode of this podcast in the same way that I do, it's an open offer, get in touch with me. You can uh, check out the link in the show notes. That'll take you to a place where you're able to submit a track and perhaps even uh, narrate some of the stories behind the scenes of your music. And now here is Spirit of Java, a... Uh, mystically inspired and uh, outdoor festival inspired piece of soundtrack music for you to use in its entirety big love from me i'll catch you next week keep finishing your projects bye for now